Blog Talk Radio. Carol the Coach. Sex, love, and relationships. We talk about it here. Carol the Coach. Compassion with contemporary relevance. I am a psychotherapist. I can be your personal life coach and I can help you with your issues. There are no problems too small or too big. You can talk about anything. Speaker, columnist, radio TV host, and commentator. Carol the Coach brings messages of wellness and empowerment within reach of everyday people every day. Almost five years ago, I lost my soulmate in an accident. He was killed in a plane crash. Life just for me has seemed to stop. There are groups all over the city. I mean, I teach one. It is a specific way to start thinking so that you shift how you see the world, which then shifts your energy, and then you feel better and you actually see things differently. Carol the Coach, always available to at carolthecoach.com. Now, I've got Russell on the line. I'm 47 years old. I'm a truck driver. I am married. I have a wife in San Francisco. Okay. I haven't been home in six months. My thing is, I, I don't know if I have a sex addiction or what the problem is. Why do I want what I can't have? And as soon as I can have it, I don't want it anymore. You're right on target when you say, I don't know if I have a sexual addiction. Well, guess what? Yes, you do. And you know what? That's my specialty, Russell. So you're at the right place. Continue. I meet women online and, and I'm in a different part of the country. I, I travel all 48 states, so I love sex. I hear self-esteem issues. You never felt good enough and you didn't feel like you were getting what you should have then and you're re- Reenacting that now. Do you want to change that about yourself? I got an interesting email. To change that about himself. Lots and lots of contemplation, I'm telling you. And the truth is, when a man wants to change, he goes through an entire array of protocol to make that happen. Hi, I'm Carol the Coach, and I'm so glad to be with you today because we have Boo back here, and we have two specialists who are the gurus of formal disclosure. Yep, we're going to be talking to Janice Cottle and Dan Drake, who created a his and hers step-by-step, a companion workbook for helping couples prepare for the ever-important disclosure. Now, if you're just new to this situation, one of the things that I want you to know, disclosures in most cases are absolutely necessary to find the truth. And Dan and Janice have done an incredible job of putting together a manual and workbook that teaches clients how to go through this process. But what we all know is that it is such an arduous process that what needs to happen most is that it is imperative that people are trained professionally on this process. The horror stories about well-meaning professionals that tried to do disclosures and did more harm than good. And so today I am so excited to be interviewing them because they have donated probably three or four years of their life to making this process happen. You know, we're in this business, we're all trying to donate and uh, 
volunteer to make life better for sex addicts and partners. I know I'm going to be doing a book study for couples, and I'm going to do that for 14 weeks. It may not be the most convenient time of the day, but you might like it. It's going to be from 3 to 4.30. For 14 weeks, I'm help them heal. I'm going to be walking you through the steps and stages for what you need to do to help your relationship heal. I didn't want anybody doing this until I did it first. And I have done workshops. I've done five-day intensives with this book. And I thought, should I call it a book study? Should I call it a group? Because I want couples. I want 12 couples to join me in the inaugural way that they can to be the first to go through this process. It's so important to get the proper help. And that's what we're going to be learning about disclosures. You need the proper help. Okay, so we got disclosure training for professionals. We've got help them heal for couples. Um, and then I'm going to be doing an ERCA training for professionals. And that's the Early Recovery Couples Empathy Model. And I am going to be helping people um, professionals learn how to do early recovery couples work. And so I am super excited about that. And we plan on starting that um, the end of April. So go to my website, www.sexhelpwithcarolthecoach, and find out about these incredible trainings because truly, when you get to the training that you need to go to, you will see how much of a difference it will make in your life. And if I have listeners out there right now that have possibly read Dan and Janice's book and they want a disclosure specialist, they're going to find out today how they can access that. And if you really bonded to your own counselor and he or she doesn't have that training, Dan and Janice are going to talk about the training today and how they can sign up to get this training because you can't just learn about disclosures on your own. You need to be with professionals that have done this inside and out so that you avoid some of the pitfalls that can occur when doing a disclosure. I mean, Dan, Janice, we've seen some horrendous disclosures from well-meaning therapists, right? Yeah, I'm really happy. Yes. And that's one of the reasons you put this workbook together was to help um, clients know how to do this process if their professional didn't. But then you said, you know what, we need to train professionals. So I'm going to start with Janice. You know, obviously you created this his and hers step-by-step companion workbook and, and manual. I mean, it's really, I referenced it as the Bible for disclosures. How Tell this listening audience, because it's not just uh, addicts and and partners, but it's also professionals. Tell them what you hope to accomplish when you you wrote the books and the manuals, and then how that has moved you forward into training professionals. So, Dan, how about I start, and then you jump in and and catch the pieces on this, because that's sort of been our process. That's been the process all the time, sure. Either way. Well, what we, yeah, well, what we really wanted was to empower those going through the disclosure process. 
to understand it, demystify it, um, so that when things are demystified, you have choices. Mm-hmm. And Carol, you and I both know that what choice is like the antidote uh, for Trump is to find the choices and the things that happen that I had no choice over. And we really um, meant for this to be very quick and easy, tiny little books, because all we'll do is we'll just write, put on paper what we do with our clients. And it turns out we do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really, um, the process was like an eye-opening one, because we, when we tried to demystify it, I think we realized how mysterious that process was. Mm-hmm. Like the purpose and the lies and um, the, the, the choice points, the risks, the benefits with that, the research on that. So we wanted to put it together in a way that um, couples going through the process would really understand what am I doing and why. Mm-hmm. But also how do I do it in a way that it helps me in my healing, if you're the partner, mm-hmm. how do I have a sense of truth, like restored for me? We wanted to do it in a way that helped um, the discloser or the addict and help them in their healing process, not just something that they're doing just for their partner, mm-hmm. but something that they're doing for themselves, their partner, and their relationship. And we really wanted to do it in a way that was relationship-nurturing. Well, and I really appreciate what you wanted to do. And what I know is that addicts are scared silly about doing this process because they don't want to hurt the partner um, again. And so you call this infrastructure that you created this restoring truth model. And you, we all know that it's going to help both people, but Dan, um, it's a tough sell for addicts. They they don't want to hurt her any longer. So tell us a little bit about this process and, you know, what made you decide that you really needed separate entities for both to prepare them for what was going to be the start of a new life? Well, and can I back up for just a minute, Carol? Because, I mean, I love what you said. I, I want to, it's, it's yes, it's the, the, the training person, the addict doesn't want to harm the relationship or the partner anymore. But I want to say this is, isn't just starting a relationship. I mean, most people I've worked with, they, they've had a history from early, early on of keeping secrets and keeping all this stuff hidden. You know, the, the stuff, the, the shameful things that they have been doing, they don't want to share because it's, for survival in a lot of ways. They, they have learned somehow that if I share this stuff, you know, it's not true, but it's, it's somehow if I don't share this stuff, it's going to keep me safe. Because if I sh- expose all this stuff that I've been doing, there's no way anybody would still love me and, you know, keep, keep staying with me. So they learn to hide, lie, manipulate, deceive what they think is for survival. What the cell is is, no, actually, that's created the destruction. That's actually the betrayal that you've caused because of the lies and deception. I have to sell the, the fact that, no, we're going to create a whole different paradigm where it, you don't heal and restore through lies and deception. You don't save yourself and your relationship through minimization and deception. You, you, you actually save and restore your relationship through authenticity because 
I'm sure you all have heard it, and, and any any professionals or any partners, anybody has has heard it a million times. I hear partners all the time saying, "I can handle the truth. I can handle information. I can handle facts, but I can't handle those continued lies, continued deception." So that's what I have to to really help help the, the people I've worked with and say, you know, and build trust. That trust me, I'm, I'm creating a different paradigm. You don't understand it. You may not believe it. You're really scared of it. But I think once I can build that safety and trust, I can say the old way doesn't work. Clearly, let let us hear. Let's try a new paradigm that that will build and restore. And we have we actually have data to support it now. It's not just us saying this. It's not just me, some random person saying it. There's plenty of people that have gone through. And part of one one thing that made these workbooks a little bigger, we actually had voices of people that have walked through this that were willing to get back to, you know, other people that have walked through disclosure to be able to share and say, I get it, I've been there, and that you, you, you got this, and this is the right thing. So I think we try to build in that support and encouragement and, and help build a new paradigm. And, yes, it's not – most people I work with, this isn't their first choice of something to do, and yet I think once they've gone through it, this whole process, this restoring truth process, when they've really taken it seriously, it's such a – beautiful healing journey for themselves and for their relationships. So that's, that's what I have to say. I think, and we couldn't and wouldn't do this if we didn't really believe in this. We spent thousands of hours and a lot of time really trying to, to, to work through something that would help all the choice points. And that to Janice's point, like our, we're unique therapists. We're, we, we don't work in the same practice. We, we have different approaches. So some of this whole thing was, how do we work together and, and create a model based on our differences and uniquenesses that actually becomes something kind of greater than us that actually walks through the different choice points and helps part, helps partners and addicts really know how to navigate. And that's what we loved about this, this journey working together. Well, we are so And I've grown a lot. We're just going to say I've grown a lot all the time, the, the, the thousands of hours, probably literally. But we got pushed to grow. We learn how to collaborate in a really different way. You know, I see a piece that Dan is putting in, in the addicts workbook and it's like, oh my gosh, I've got to go prepare the partners for that so they can understand that. So they have some realistic expectations and the same process for Dan. And I think that's part of why we, we, we've gotten requests to like help from, from professionals to help us understand kind of how you put it together the way you did and why is because for a lot of disclosure guides, the how does the guides work together mm-hmm. in that same way um, that's helpful for both of the individuals and the coupleship? That's often the hardest part. We had to do that just to put the put the book together. Well, I was thinking this is a little personal information for our listening audience, but I remember we were all attending a workshop. Uh, actually several days, and Janice, you were my roommate. And <laughs> instead of going to her workshops, she worked fearlessly on creating this disclosure material, and that was just the start. I mean, and then years later, you were still working furiously. And, yeah. you know, I just love how both of you have this approach that you're pro-partner, pro-addict, pro-truth, and even that business name of yours. Can you tell uh, our listening audience a little bit about Consingi? 
you want. Uh, you want maybe to I'll start with their yeah. yeah, let me start and then you pick it up. Sure. How's that work? Uh, really and truly, it's, it's actually something, the concept long before it's sort of the, 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 the knowledge of Confidiarch got out there, something that a col another colleague of mine, Dora Reichenthal, put in a book that we were working on uh, that became a bit of a metaphor, which is also, Dan, the book that when you came in in Chapter 4 and we started talking disclosure. Um, you know, Kintsugi art is, the, is the, the art and the task of taking brokenness and transforming it into something of different meaning and, and, and beauty and preciousness. Um, that's the healing process. And, you know, my passion for disclosures is because it's like this little microcosm, this little world that covers the entire healing art. Um, so if you do it and do it well, not just to get it done, there's a whole lot of healing that can take place just in that period of time. Can I say on, on that too, Janice, what, one thing I love, so CDR, if anyone doesn't know, and it's actually become more popular. I think people are, are mentioning it more, you know, people are knowing about it more. But the, the idea is it's repairing broken pottery through gold. So that the repair, we're not trying to hide the brokenness. We're not trying to repair it to the point where you never thought it was broken in the first place. We're actually highlighting the brokenness, but making it more beautiful by adding gold. And I think that's the process for the addict, that the, the addict wants to let's move this over, let's make it not happen, let's, you know, let's put it back together as if it were, were you know, the old thing. That is not the case. We can't put what, what is broken back together the way it was. And so I think this idea we transform it, and I think you said it beautifully, Janice, like this, this is going to become... We, I believe it becomes more beautiful than it ever was before, but we can't pretend that the the, the rupture or the, the, the you know the impact didn't happen, and we have to we have to acknowledge it. I think that's what this process is all about. Well, and an artist told me that this art of kintsugi um, also means that where the scars were, where the brokenness was, is now stronger than the other pieces of the art. That not yeah. only is it beautiful. But you yeah. are stronger when you've been through something like this. Well, you know, a piece that I learned from the medical field that I thought was really uh, powerful and appropriate is that we tend to see scars and we, 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 we frame them as a sign of the trauma. But from a medical perspective, the scar is actually a sign of the healing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so let's paint them and make them great. Let's lace it with gold. Let's uh, be proud of it. Let's like it, let it honor the hard work, blood, sweat, and tears that we put into putting this back together. Because when something becomes more precious to me than the symbol of the hard work that we did together, I'm not going to be callous or impulsive about just, okay, fine, it's too hard. The things that we work hard for, we fight, you know, to preserve. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and so, again, I want you to talk a little bit about what professionals are going to learn. But I want to remind everybody that this training is online so they don't have to travel to you. And it's March 15th through the 17th. And how do they sign up? 
they web- can go to our website, which is right there under my name. And if anyone listening, right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to spell that, Janet? Or are you going to link it, Carol? Is there a way we can? I'm definitely going to link it, but I want right. to say that I do believe um, it's the Kintsugi website, or is it your website, Janet? No, it's the Kintsugi Recovery Partners website. But if you come to my website, which is intensivehope.com, uh, you can hear the, you can find the Kintsugi story, and you can get the link like back to this training. Okay. So, what what would professionals get in this training? I mean, what are you going through? Tell us a little bit about the infrastructure of the training itself. It's three days, correct? And that may sound like a lot. Three days may sound like a lot, but we actually, we personally think it should be four days because of how much we have to offer with it. Um, A few things. One one big thing that professionals will get is a is a is a roadmap of how do you use these these materials these resources. We we believe in these workbooks and we also know that they're they're big they're a lot they're they're difficult to navigate they could can be difficult to navigate. So we want to help you know break down what is what is disclosure the whole process of you know the, the disclosure process the preparation for disclosure process how do we do that well with our clients and then also. How do we facilitate disclosures so they'll be able to watch videos? Um, they'll be able to, we want to make it as experiential and interactive as possible. That's very important. It's not just us talking at people. We really want people to practice and get support and build a community. So we try to make them as experiential and practical as possible as well. Um, and then we, we will talk a little bit about post-disclosure healing, but that's where clearly your work comes in, Carol. There's a lot of, a lot of work you've done in that area, but we're you know, really honing in on how do we how do we help our clients do disclosures and do them well? Well, you know, I really yeah. believe that this is a gift of empathy. When the addict yeah. prepares well mm-hmm. with a professional and then mm-hmm. they, as a couple, can get together and get this information the way you have structured it, it shows what the addict is going to do to begin the process of restoration. And... Um, mm-hmm. That is so phenomenal because it's the beginning of true hope for our couples. Yeah. Janice, you were going to say something? Yeah, I just want to also say that um, what you also get is the model. You know, with the workbooks, we went straight over here talking directly to just the client. They don't need to know the model. They don't need to know why this exercise, how this particular exercise relates to healing. But... um, you know, the works the books workbooks are kind of expandable or collapsible depending on the client that you're working you're working with um, and for the partner's workbook underneath the structure sort of the rhythm of the exercises of the preparation is really solid, solid polyvagal trauma healing principles and when you know that that oh emotional interval training that's actually about not just preparing this partner for uh, what might be a rough disclosure, but in the preparation, she's actually, her, her nervous system is also healing, getting stronger. Um, it's a, I call it two for one. I, it's, it's too hard of work to do to only get benefits in the disclosure. The preparation for the disclosure can transform somebody. So now the things that we're, 
too difficult for me to manage on a day-in, day-out basis. Uh, you know what? Uh, my coping cup has gotten, has gotten bigger. The same amount of stress inside my coping cup no longer floods me, and I'm stronger. Now I'm stronger on the back end of this process. I'm stronger in being there, um, figuring out what my wants and needs are, figuring out who I am and what I want in my life. And maybe having a little bit more bandwidth to watch him in his development of empathy and recognize that he's transforming himself too. And it's not just a decision. It's kind of like building himself up from the inside. It takes a little time. It's not going to happen like immediately. So how do I take care of myself and keep growing? while I'm waiting for that to, hmm, to call it like hitting a threshold. Like you can get like drive-by empathy. Now, bits and moments, but it doesn't add up to much until it adds up to a lot. And so this training, this disclosure guide training, um, is obviously a culmination of how to do the process, how to do the prep, how to do the aftercare, and then you even offer a disclosure guide certification. So once somebody's gone through the training, they have the option of getting some extra supervision hours, working with couples, bringing it back to you, and getting certified as a certified leader of the disclosure process. Yeah, we, we wanted something that helped really develop that. Um, but we also wanted a way to give those looking for disclosure guides, like some way of knowing this person has had some really specific training just on disclosures, and it was important enough to them that they spent some time and effort afterward, like working on really developing these skills. And so that's a piece that that that, that will, um, you know, ostensibly help those who are certified, but it also helps those who are looking for them, because we'll also have that on our website. We'll have a find a guide. So we can find people who have perhaps, some of them perhaps, most advanced training out there. Well, I know, and, and that is so true, that this is the first kind of certification process, disclosure guide process of its kind, and Really, you just got it off the ground last year. I always say we're pioneers in the field, and you two really are the pioneers for disclosure. It's exciting, yeah. And, and and we know we know people are doing disclosures. I think I, I I can say my heart. I think yours too, Janice. That we know disclosures are happening out there, and we know many times they can be really difficult. They're difficult under best circumstances, but they can go really poorly if people aren't trained, if they're not really, you know, working from a specific model, if they're not partner sensitive. There's a ton of things that can go wrong. And so we, we also know it can be confusing. How do I find? There's lots of information out there that people can, can search for. So we wanted to at least have, you know, a, a place where people could come get that support, know that we, 
these, like Jen said, people have looked through this, they've, they've gone through the training, they've been certified, they've, they've met with us, they've really taken the, the effort to try to understand the model and implement it and that it works. So hopefully that builds more some consumer protection and safety for those that are, that are walking through the disclosure process in the future. Well, you know, you talk about... Well, also, they, they have a community. They have their own community that they know that they can work with because in our, our research, one of the single biggest problems that cause pain uh, for those going through disclosure is when the guides couldn't collaborate and be in sync with each other. Um, and so um, we're sort of creating a tribe. Um, and, uh, you know, they know how to reach out to if, if, if um, Dan, if one of our, our certified guides is working with an addict and the partner's not sure who to work with, well, they've mentored with a with quite a few other people that they know that we can work in compare, in uh, collaboration without having our clients get caught in the middle. That makes so much sense. Go ahead. I just was saying that just makes so much sense that that community then can support each other and continue learning together and, and supporting the clients. Yeah. And that's been one of my biggest passions I've seen when things go poorly, it's not because, it's usually because the two, if you have two guides, you know, sometimes people do different approaches with their, their one person facilitated disclosure, and that, that's an approach. But if they have two guides, usually it goes poorly because either expectations weren't clarified or people weren't on the same page or, you know, there's, there's other things that can go wrong, but more often than not, the horror stories is because you have two guides that, that can't get in sync with the process. and then they end up with a power struggle or, you know, just all the stuff that can go poorly as a result. So we're trying to eliminate that. We're trying to help build, you know, safety and support for, for those that are walking through this already difficult traumatic process. Yeah. Well, and support for those who are, who are doing the guiding because there are a lot of really good um, disclosure guides out there who, let's, let's be honest, um, in the CSAT world, CSATs are incredibly busy. You know, and I, I know how easy it is to have two people who are really good, but maybe have never worked together. And the intent is there. The, the, um, the skills are there. We don't have the time to make sure that they're working in harmony and in sync with each other and how awful it can be when that's figured out in the middle of a disclosure. So we wanted a place where people who know how to use the tools um, could work together because the, the exercises themselves can be easily exchanged um, within a way that really made communication between the guides um, much easier to do. And when the, the guides are more in sync, then so is the disclosure itself. Well, I know that you have a lot of projects in the works. I mean, it's like the more you do, the more you know, the more you need. And so you're going to be working on an, uh, an impact letter training and empathy development. And we all believe that this is the first gift of empathy. And also it's the start of the rest of their lives once the truth is known. And so if you are listening to this and you are a client, you're going to want to go to the website to find out who is available in your area. I mean, you have clinicians who have to follow state line guidelines 
And then you have coaches who can go anywhere in the world in terms of seeing somebody in Alaska or Thailand or whatever. So there's a variety of people wanting to help. Um, my experience has been up until now, they really haven't known how to do it. And I run into a lot of people who say, I am trained in disclosure. And then I find out that they had a disclosure. They said a 50-minute counseling session for disclosure. And I'm like, this person couldn't have been trained. You need two, three, four hours, depending on the preparation and the extent of the addiction. So we really want to protect our clients, and we really want professionals to learn how to do this. It's like you don't know what you don't know, and this is a way when you know better, you do better. And so, again, repeat back. The training date is March 15th through the 17th, and they can go to www.kinsujirecoverypartners.com, and I'll have all that in the notes. They can go to my notes and get it. You can also always email me, and I will be happy to send you to these folks. And make sure when you get on that website to click on the events tab. That's where you'll find the training, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also have a, I think, is it Dan, is it March 1st at uh, noon central time? We also have a, a like a, a very um, acute question and answer yep. kind of session for that we'll talk a little bit about the, uh, the model and be open and available to answer questions. Um, regarding the training or the certification or the benefits. Okay. Wow. And then I sort of want to, like, I have a passion plug I would like to make. Okay. It's not on, it's not on a calendar anyway. It's coming. Okay. Because we started just making the um, resources directly for the clients who needed them. Um, and because we were requested, we kind of went off on this little side trip of training professionals. But Dan, you, 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 you I, I think I strong-armed you enough that the next thing that's coming down the pike is also we want to start doing some workshops directly for couples who are preparing for disclosure mm. uh, to start working directly with clients with this process. So coming soon. Well, yeah, that's super exciting. And speaking of coming soon, you actually are going to be speaking at the Sexual Integrity Summit, right? Sills, um, yes, that, when is that? That's the May 2nd through the 4th. We're, we're very excited to be joining. And if anyone's going to that, uh, that we would love, yeah, we'd love to have you, you join us at our table. We'd love to meet you. What do you mean if anybody's going to that? That's going to be one If everyone's going to that, please go to that. <laughs> Make sure you go to that. Look for Dan Drake and Janice Cottle and, um, I'm sure you may even have a booth, won't you, there? We will. Uh-huh. So that they can well, stop with, with high-quality chocolate and plentiful <laughs> supply. Well, I am thrilled for this community that we've got you helping with one of the hardest processes in the world. I know that um, you were talking trauma and that so many of our partners are traumatized and the disclosure, if not done properly, can traumatize them further. 
I know that one of my clients went to her trauma therapist after doing a very successful disclosure. She felt so intact. She felt like she had heard the information, and she actually looked at her husband and said, now I understand how sick you were, how sick you are, and your desire to get better. But she went to her trauma therapist, and her therapist said, your therapist, a.k.a. Carol the Coach, is torturing you by doing this process. So there are a lot of people out there that don't understand that truth-seeking process, or as you call it, because I really do love that, storing truth model, you know. Can I speak on that just for a second, Carol? Because, you know, think of any, isn't it so, think of any disaster that, that happens, you know, if it's an earthquake or a fire or a flood or, you know, horrible things, you know, that, God forbid, happen human to go to the, the scene of the disaster and sift through the rubble and to, to look through what what happened, try to make sense of it, or what's salvageable from this. I think that's, we do that after after major traumas. I think it's the same thing after a, an attachment rupture, a relational rupture, like this, like this betrayal. We want to sift through what happened, what's the extent of it, what's real, what's not, who am I, who are you? You know, it's not torture, it's very human, it's very part of grief healing from trauma healing. So I, I, I think that's what we generally need to do to heal. Otherwise, we're left, what was the truth, kind of floundering. That's what I've been experiencing from betrayed partners who never get the truth. Well, and I will say, because I actually consider myself the umbrella for everything as a trauma therapist. It's been the arc of my entire career, and I, I still want to boast, but I got some, I got some good trauma shops. I've got some good training. And there's some principles of of all healing is that there's always pain in healing. If you don't, uh, and that you have to touch into the love. You have to, um, you can't let go of what you're not holding with that. And so there's, there's no, and there are some people who feel so strongly about that, that they believe it's impossible to heal without remembering. Um, it's 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 a necessary ingredient with that. So for a trauma therapist to say because there's like pain involved with that, like wow, it's kind of missing it's kind of missing the whole point. Well, we all know that things that are new and fresh and maybe on the front lines of new thinking gets criticized because it isn't understood. And that's why I'm so grateful that you are willing to help professionals across the world understand this, pro- understand this process and really um, learn it so that no harm is done and other people will learn with you. And it's just an exciting time to be a professional in this field. There's lots of energy for taking care of a coupleship that's had sexual betrayal. So I want to thank you both, and I want to give you each an opportunity to say one more thing to our listening audience. And I'll start with Dan. I would love to. And it's, it's, a, it's maybe an interesting you, – you made a comment earlier, Carol, about the healing journey, and I want to say to – recovering addicts out there that many people I've worked to 
with they, they think that disclosure is the end point. And I think you made a good point earlier, Carol. Disclosure is a foundational point. Mm -hmm. It's a great starting point. It's huge. So don't get me wrong. Anyone willing to do this, those that are courageous and you know willing to take that that risk to trust us in this approach. Um, I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing. It's courageous. It's, but I want to encourage that don't think this is the end point. This is a, a, a huge marker you can do for your relationship, but make sure to keep pressing forward. This is, this is a huge gift, and it's a starting point of a new relationship, not the end point. Beautiful. So we, yeah. And yeah, and I will say don't think that if I just wait long enough, um, her need will go away or the need will go away. Things, um, infections that aren't tended, you know, get worse, not better. And I've said this before in conferences because it's something that's just really there was very haunting for me because the other commonality that the three of us has, we were all on the outsets, like we're heavily involved in the Association of Partners of um, Sex Addicts Trauma Specialists. And one of the roles I played in that was monitoring some of the surveys. And I remember this, the, the, one of the first ones we did that had a section about disclosure. And at that point in time, very few people, and it's one of those things in surveys where people, if you, if you haven't had this, get the next 10 questions. Um, people always want to skip in surveys. And sometimes not even people who should answer. We had an anomaly for literally hundreds of partners who had not had a disclosure started doing write-ins in that section. And I remember the words of one of them so uh, distinctly. And it's 40 years and still waiting. That ache to have truth restored does not go away. And so um, it's because it's not a want, it's a necessity. Well said very beautifully. So once again, to access this very important training, you want to go to consumerecoverypartners.com. Dot com. Now, I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I actually today looked it up on my Google. I think you say Kintsugi, right? So, so, Carol, I don't really know how to Japanese. Japanese. I know it is Japanese. Yeah, and a Japanese man taught me how to say it. But, okay, good. Yes, I'm in a southern version, the deep south <laughs> version. It doesn't, whatever pronunciation. Thank you for your fortitude, your determination, your passion, your love for this work. It, it really shows, and professionals do not put this off. This is the beginning of what we have to do with couples to help them heal. And if you don't know this process, they'll likely get, get off on the wrong start. So thanks, guys. Love you both. You're amazing, Carol. Thank you. So, as you can see, these two have dedicated their life to making this process work. And um, don't hesitate to contact me if you want more information. Uh, this training is something you don't want to miss. As I say at the end of every show, there will only be one of you at all times, so fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Disclosure is part of that courage. 
I'll see you next week for more Sex Health with Carol the Coach. Make it a good week. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.